Hello everybody and thank you for joining me for this new episode of The Daily Optimist. Today is Monday, it is the 19th of July. I hope you had a good weekend, or I hope you had uh, time to maybe spend with family, with friends, to have a good time, uh, to reflect on positive moments, to move forward positively in a new way. So, you know, as always, the world is full of so much turmoil and we need to slow down and and find the positive things out of life you know i had a positive weekend with uh, family and friends and uh, filled with love and filled with just joy and i hope you were able to find some of that as well and if you weren't over this weekend that's okay and there are more days and weekends and all sorts of those ahead. So enjoy those moments when you get them. All right. And today is National Hug Day. Well, it's technically, I think, Global Hug Day. And it's specifically Global Hug Your Child Day. But I'm going to make that Hug Day. Just because not everybody has a child. Um, so not everybody can hug their child. If you do have one, certainly use it for that opportunity. But I just want to make sure that if you can hug someone today, then hug them. I'll talk more about that later. Thank you for joining me. We'll get right to it. My name, of course, is Elijah Manning, and you are listening to The Daily Optimist. Alright, so I'm just going to do one big news story today, and it comes from NPR.org, and it is uh, written by the Associated Press, so no uh, one single writer. And it is about an investigation by, by a global media consortium, or consortium, based on leaked targeting data provides further evidence that military-grade malware from Israel-based NSO Group, the world's most infamous hacker-for-hire outfit, is being used to spy on journalists, human rights activists, and political dissidents. Okay. Yeah. So I'm not going to go into super in-depth. I'm going to kind of give a rundown. This article is pretty in-depth and there's a lot of information here. Uh, there was about 50,000 cell phone numbers that were obtained by Paris-based journalism non-profit Forbidden Stories and um, Amnesty International and shared with 16 news organizations. Journalists were able to identify more than 1,000 individuals in 50 countries who were allegedly selected by NSO clients for potential surveillance. The numbers are about uh, 189 journalists more than 600 politicians and government officials, 65 business executives, 85 human rights activists, and several heads of states. That's according to the Washington Post portion of it. Um, Yeah, so the journalists work for uh, the AP, Reuters, CNN, the Wall Street Journal, Le Monde, and the Financial Times. Um, So there's also news uh, that 
Jamal Khashoggi's fiance, Hatice uh, Senges, and I'm probably mispronouncing her last name, uh, just four days after he was killed in, in uh, Istanbul, she was being spied on. Um, there was also previously word that Khashoggi was being spied on uh, prior to his death. Um, of course, the group is claiming that all this is not true, but it looks as if there is way more damning evidence than uh, than not. So, yeah, <laughs> there was a lot of um, numbers that were from Mexican phones and then uh, a lot of Middle Eastern as well. So... 15,000 were for Mexican phones, and then um, another large number, doesn't say exact, were for Middle East uh, phones. And the NSO group spyware has been implicated in targeted surveillance, chiefly in the Middle East and Mexico. Saudi Arabia is reported to be among their clients. Um, and countries, phones from countries in France, Hungary, India, Azerbaijan, Kazakhstan, and Pakistan as well. <clears throat> the there's a quote from uh, Amnesty Secretary General Agnes Calamard that says the number of journalists identified as targets vividly illustrates how Pegasus that's the um, hacking software that they're using is used as a tool to intimidate critical media it's about controlling public public narrative resisting scrutiny and suppressing any dissenting voice there was a, a assassination in 2017 of a Mexican reporter, Cecilio Pineda Berto, and then his phone number was on the list. Um, so this article talks about how research started for this in 2016 um, with a bunch of different companies. A lot of it started with the University of Toronto-based uh, watchdog Citizen Lab. Yeah, so they've been looking at this for years, and it is now kind of coming out more and more. Um, the consortium's Pegasus Project reporting bolsters accusations that not just autocratic regimes, but democratic governments, including India, Mexico, have used NSL groups, uh, Pegasus spyware for political ends. Its members, who include Le Monde and Sedeutsch, um, Zutang of Germany, probably mispronounced the heck out of that, are promising a series of stories based on the leak. Mm-hmm. So what it does is Pegasus infiltrates phones to vacuum up personal and location data and surreptitiously control the smartphone's microphones and cameras. In the case of journalists, that, that let hackers spy on reporters' communications with sources. Uh, with sources, rather. The program is designed to bypass detection and mask its activity. NSO Group's methods to infect its victims have grown so sophisticated that researchers say it can now do so without any user interaction. The so-called zero-click option. Mm, this uh, group has been sued by various organizations. WhatsApp and uh, Facebook have sued them. Um, you know, NSO keeps denying... Um, Israel uh, and Cyprus, it was sued in both countries. Um, 
Uh, Al Jazeera has sued with Qatari, Mexican, and Saudi journalists and activists who say the company spyware was used to hack them. Yeah, this is, it's pretty in-depth. Uh, I'm not gonna go further in, into all of it, but, um, it is pretty in-depth and it is pretty, pretty scary. I mean, you, you kind of see these things or hear about them in, uh, movies, but now seeing that it truly played out and it was a part of a true crackdown or is being worked on as a real thing kind of plays out differently Uh, so yeah the article just basically finishes out and talks about how even Edward Snowden tweeted um, about it and said stop what you're doing and read this talking about the report this leak is going to be the story of the year. Yeah. Wow. So, we'll have to see what other governments and um, what other, in, other yeah, I mean, I guess governments or journalists that have been uh, watched or maybe will start to find out who is doing the spying. That will be the uh, end game I'm hoping and that will be truly telling who is doing the spy work it's straight out of a movie I tell you but movies in real life they blur the line alright I just found that too fascinating and a little too time consuming to do another article so I'm going to end it with that I'll be back in just a moment then I'm going to switch to some positive news. It's time for the positive side of the news. All right. So my first positive news story comes from New York. Okay. So this is fun. I thought it was. Uh, This is from the goodnewsnetwork.org, and it's by the Good News Network team. But it's by more than that, which I'll get to in just a moment. And it is about a street performing improv everywhere group, and they placed a decal on the pavement in a park that read, Stand Here for Dance Party. All right. So it was designed to look like the social distancing circles that we've all seen around where, you know, people kind of just look at it and, you know, the stand here ones or whatever the case may be. So people would just kind of look at it, ignore it, take photos. And uh, once in a while, somebody would actually stand on it. And it was in uh, Grand Army Plaza in Manhattan. And if they did stand on it, they instantly found themselves surrounded by a 100-person dance party featuring a vintage 1980s boombox. All right, that's the quote from the article. <clears throat> so, it's the group. What they do is they specialize in large-scale surprise moments in public, and they obviously haven't really been doing a lot because of the pandemic. So, they kicked off their first post-pandemic project by partnering with a fully vaxxed professional b-boy dance crew, the Dynamic Rockers, in the Museum of the City of New York, which opened a music, new music-themed exhibit 
uh, New York New Music, which take is uh, from 1980 to 1986, the look at New York New Music. So they had 100 undercover dancers. Uh, again, they were recruited by Improv Everywhere, and they were just part of the area around. And when the dancing started, they would just come out and begin dancing, which led to a massive dance party in the middle of the park. Um, and of course, there were people who were just walking through and wanted to become part of it. And if you want, you can also find the video that goes along with it. And it is just fun. It's about a four minute, 20 second video. And it's just really fun to watch. And you get to be a part of that that fun moment of everybody out there coming together to dance, to dance. So check that video out. I recommend it. Give you a smile, I hope. My second story comes from Montreal. And there are five women in Montreal that have been getting together uh, once a month since, um, well, I think it was December. And they call themselves the Shy Tea Sisters. And it is a Bangladeshi word that means togetherness. And I think I'm pronouncing it correctly. Um, but I could be wrong. So what they're doing is it's it's uh, a way for them to not just be together in the same place, but also to help their community. So they are cooking. They cook uh, every... Um, well, once a month, rather, they cook and they bring food to um, basically any homeless people in need. Well, they do about 100 meals uh, one Saturday a month. And they do it out of, uh, of a church in Montreal. And, you know, they, they say, um, one of the members says, we think it's our duty to do this, not just because there's people in need. It's our duty. If we're able to help, then why not? Um <clears throat> Another one of them says, the purpose of my engagement, it's serving the community. And maybe we started with a soup kitchen. Maybe we can do more things, more projects. And they talk about it. There's a video you can watch as well for them. It's from City News. And it's them basically, you know, talking about how it's also good for them. Not, you know, they, they've had a, 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 obviously a conversation, text conversation going with all of them. But they really also enjoy the being able to be together in the same room with one another and cooking for those in an even less uh, fortunate position than them. So I hope they keep up their positive work. Uh, I hope this lasts a long time. Maybe they'll become a you know true soup kitchen. Maybe they'll be able to be a nonprofit organization and help more than just a hundred people at a time. Um, they keep it cheap. They buy... Um, you know, ingredients that cost less than $100, cooking for 100 people, and, you know, it doesn't take more than one day of, of cooking and coming together. So they they seem to be doing it in the right way, and like I said, I hope they can grow their operation, if you will. All right, so it's time for our positive step and quote or thought for the day, and as I said before, it is Hug Your Child Day. Well, that's it. That's it. I want you to hug today. All right. Hug a loved one. That could be friend, family member, co-worker that you love. 
you know, as long as you are comfortable, you're safe, um, you know, you're vaccinated or you're wearing your masks or whatever the case may be, show some love, give a hug. That's it. That's it. And my quote today is going to come from Shel Silverstein. And he was an American writer, poet, cartoonist, songwriter, and playwright. And if you don't know his works, check him out. Shel Silverstein. And his little quote goes like this. I will not play tug of war. I'd rather play hug of war. Where everyone hugs instead of tugs. Where everyone giggles and rolls on the rug. Where everyone kisses and everyone grins. And everyone cuddles. And everyone wins. One more time. I will not play tug of war. I'd rather play hug of war. Where everyone hugs instead of tugs. Where everyone giggles and rolls on the rug. Where everyone kisses and everyone grins. And everyone cuddles. And everyone wins. That's it, alright? See about a hug today. Short episode today. See about those hugs. Thank you for joining me. I appreciate you all. You got this. I know you do. Remember, as always, please rate, subscribe, and share. Rate so that other people can find it. Subscribe so you never miss it. And share with anybody who needs a little positivity and optimism in their day. I appreciate you all. Until next time, everybody, please be well.